0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the M365 Voice. I'm Sarah Hazi,
1: And I am Mike Madarani, And I'm Antonio Mayo.
0: Lovely, how are you all doing today? Good, good, good. Are you ready to dive right ready.
1: in? We're gonna pick another question from the jar today.
0: Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> what tips would you give for people who don't feel heard in their work meetings? Hmm.
1: Oh. This is a I different this topic. all oh, wow.
0: time in work meetings and even in Microsoft 365 work meetings. Um, <clears throat> this is an interesting one.
1: It's not a Microsoft 365 specific topic. Exactly.
0: It is not. It's um, what tips would you give for people who don't feel heard in work meetings?
1: I think we all run across this sometimes in meetings, in work meetings. Okay. Mike, you and I being consultants, we will run across it in Customer meetings sometimes, Uh, sometimes in sessions, if you uh, lose control of a session, let's say, since we all speak at conferences or people interrupt you during sessions, that happens. Mm -hmm.
0: That's an uncomfortable moment, I have been there. Um, And they interrupt you and just hijack it and take it away. Um, that's, That's awkward, but the same thing can happen in work meetings. So kind of how do you feel heard or how do you stay in an ownership perspective in those meetings.
2: Um, go ahead. As <laughs> I thought you wanted to say something like, okay, I'll let you, I'll let I you go. Was,
1: I was thinking it's, and at the same time starting to say something. So I've witnessed this, but I've also had it happen to me sometimes. Um, as a consultant, I don't see it happen to me much. Um, You know, we've talked about this, whereas consultants were brought in usually as experts. um, And when we're in customer meetings, it's a bit of a different context. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: before being a consultant, I did work for a number of companies for about, you know, probably 15 years. And sometimes saw it happen to me. Uh, Definitely witnessed it happen to other people. Um, How about yourselves?
2: Um, yeah, it's it's very similar uh, experience. Uh, I think it's a dis- different perspective when you are a consultant because when you're dealing with clients and in, they invite you or do the work or any meetings or your opinion just because they trust that you are the expert, they're hiring you as a consultant to come in and give them the best practices way to deploy the technology. So you're most often heard and they let you speak more and explain what you have. And they sense if you are the expert or not, they sense if you know your stuff or not, because they will throw questions at you left and right, and you'll be ready to answer them. Um, But yes, I have experienced it, or I've witnessed it with with client meetings, when um, someone will hijack the meeting just and will over-speak over over others, and you kind of have to take back control and bring the topic to where the topic's supposed to be. So it's a little bit different perspective, yes, from a consulting world. And I've been a consultant for 21 years, whether uh, with other companies or on my own. So that's the most experience I have. I don't remember myself happening to me in a meeting when I was like, when I just started my career, because I just don't remember.
0: So I'm in a different position, not being a consultant and working for an organization. And it's definitely something that I see. And one of the things that, You know i lead a lot of meetings so if you're the leader of the meeting i think that you need to take that as a proactive stance right um if you're leading a meeting then you're really responsible for the timing of that meeting to make sure that the important topics are covered and to make sure those those feeling or those key thoughts are heard but i think it's actually harder um sometimes for people when you're not part of a meeting but when i see someone who has a really good idea um and maybe they keep getting interrupted and it's so easy to do now during covid when we're all remote because if we're not on a video call like this one you lose all the visual cues of antonio's been trying to say something for a while now or three people will start talking at the same time and and it can be easy or maybe you're soft spoken um, I'm not, but maybe if you're soft spoken, right, you can have a hard time kind of getting your foot in the door. And one of the things that I always like to do is try and, and I know Antonio, you and I have talked about this, is try and circle it back to that person. So if Mike were trying to say something, I'll circle it back and say, you know, I know, Mike, you were trying to cover something. But sometimes if I hear the same person kind of getting run over multiple times, I'll actually double down on that. And I'll say something like, you know what, Mike, I'm I'm really interested in the point that you were trying to make. I'd really like to hear that. And that kind of is enough of an added incentive that then is somewhat, if I say that, usually people will part the way enough to at least let him get his full thought out because I've interrupted the meeting flow to call out that I'm interested in whatever he was going to say.
1: That's the, the. There's some really good points in what you said. There was like three, I think, different personas that you talked about in that. You you talked about the, um, the owner of the meeting, the person who is running the meeting or booked the meeting or is the owner of the meeting. Uh, to kind of repeat what you just said, I think they have a responsibility to be aware when that happens, when someone doesn't get to make their point or someone is getting run over and they have a responsibility of, letting that person be heard if they were willing to speak up. So I think that's one. Obviously, there's the person who's getting run over, right, or is not getting a chance to be heard. Um, and I think they, when that happens, I' am of two minds to this, but the 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 nicer side of me would say that person should always take the high road in the meeting and definitely should try to bring it back to their point, right? Saying to take the high road doesn't mean, um, you know, just give up and don't be heard. They should try to bring it back and, and to be heard, but always mm-hmm. do it in a positive way, as opposed to, you know, the the person that that interrupted them. It, it, it may have been meant, you know, not in a nice way. It may have, they just might have no idea that they're interrupting them, but the person that was interrupted should still try to, to take the high road. Um, and then you've got other people in the meetings that um, should try to be allies. To the person who you know if you notice this happening um to be an ally and try to bring it back to their point because you, you're right the person may be um uh, soft-spoken they may not um you know they might get turned off by being interrupted or being interrupted too much or they may just kind of give up on the meeting and decide you know what it's not worth me saying it you don't really want people to go there if you can avoid it
2: that's uh, that's an interesting point um question to both of you so we get all the time into meetings, especially from a consulting world. And technic- typically, uh, we are in control of the meeting because they invite us to go and talk about the M365, about how we implement, and we kind of come up with the agenda. But a lot of times also with clients, we don't own the meeting. So we are gonna get invited to listen to them. Uh, so when this happens, when you see that someone is uh, soft-spoken and uh, not being listened to much, do you interrupt? Even if you're not the owner of the meeting, do you interrupt to kind of take control of it and bring back the subject or give that person a chance to to speak up? Sometimes.
0: (laughs) You're going to be shocked to hear that I am not shy about speaking up. Um, I do. I do. And, um, you know, sometimes what I'll even do behind the scenes is... If um, if Antonio uh, on a meeting keeps on trying to talk and isn't being heard, um, I will frequently send like a Teams chat message to Antonio and say, "Hey, I I know you were trying to say something. Um, you know, would it be helpful if I kind of like." interrupted or paved the way, right? So I'm reaching out to say, Antonio, how do you feel? Because Antonio may feel like, well, the point I had was already covered, or he may not want to say it, but if he really feels strongly about it, and I know that I've done this before, I think I've probably actually done it even with the two of you in a social construct setting of saying, hey, Mike, help me out. I want to, I have something to say. And, And I will do that and try and even behind the scenes of the meeting, and usually if somebody does that, um, other people will kind of throw up an elbow to help them out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I have a, actually it's very similar situations with, with, with a client that we are always in a meeting um, right now, and one of the participants always does not like to express himself on the meeting, so he will chat with me and say, can you speak that, can you ask this question? I'm like, but I want you to raise your voice and I want you to speak about it. So I call them out a couple of times. and like, oh, so-and-so is asking this question. Do you wanna talk about it more? So I'd, I'd like to bring that uh, aspect and make sure that everyone is is is, is heard in, in, a, in a Teams meeting. Uh, otherwise, they'll assume that you don't have an opinion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think it's important to do that so that people feel that they have the opportunity to be heard.
2: Exactly. And
1: some people are shy and sometimes they need a little nudge to come out of their shell. Um, I like to err on the side of people do want to be heard. If they tell me afterwards, like, you know what, I really don't like to speak up in meetings. It really makes me uncomfortable. Then I'll back off and I'll I'll let Mm it go. I usually err on the side of most people would want to be heard in a meeting.
0: I did a blog post on this one time because I had um, someone that I was mentoring and, you know, she and I had this really interesting conversation where she was talking to me about a meeting that she was on and she left the meeting with a horrible feeling. And it wasn't that she said something that she shouldn't have, but she left. And I think I dubbed it meeting regret. And it wasn't about something that she said that she thinks she said wrong. It was that once again, she didn't say anything when she had something to say. And I think that that happens to people a lot. Um, And it's a shame because it can, I think, really impact their confidence about if they don't feel heard in one meeting, I I think it's a pattern that can really end up um, just delivering poor results from a work perspective for that person and for the company.
1: Yeah. I remember your blog post on that, actually. It was really good. yeah the idea of meeting regret like regret happens not only because of stuff you do but also stuff you didn't do and Mm -hmm. even myself i remember lots of situations where i regret not speaking up about something or not doing something um yeah yeah, i thought that was that was a really good point um what about conference sessions where this happens because we all speak at conferences quite regularly right like a lot So I'm sure we've all been in a situation where um, we're giving a session at a conference and a person, a particular person, keeps interrupting over and over and over and over. And how do you guys handle that? Or what
2: are some ideas to handle that? Um, It's a different
1: context, right? It
2: it is. Um, Yes, like you said, it has happened probably to all of us. And you try to be polite at first and try to answer all the questions. And then you, um, if it keeps happening, um, you try to kind of, I try to answer them in a way that um, it is a long answer. We can probably take it offline, but I'm going to give you the short answer first because I'm trying to finish my presentation uh, because I want to finish everything. I have a lot of good things to share with you. So if I focus on this topic, maybe it will cut out of my my presentation time. So let's take it offline. I've 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 learned that the hard way. Because sometimes if you don't kind of stop yourself and take control of the session, you're gonna dig yourself in a big hole and you're gonna go down that way. And then it, it's, we only usually have an hour. And yeah. you, you don't you don't realize that it has eaten probably a good 10 minutes out of your session, mm-hmm. which is a long time. Um, yeah, so it happened to me and then it starts like kind of back and forth with one of them. And I'm like, yeah, we're gonna have to stop
0: that. Yeah. yeah. I think being direct is key and frankly having friends um, and mentors or allies or people that you trust is helpful. I remember one time early on in my speaking career, I was at, um, and it was a relatively small session, but somebody started asking questions and it completely hijacked the rest of my session. And I frankly did not handle it well, but I happened to have a friend who was sitting, a fellow speaker who was sitting in on the session and afterwards sat me down and uh, nicely but directly said, yeah, you could have really done that better. And um, while nobody likes to hear that, it's a good idea. If you have friends that will give you that authentic feedback of what they would recommend that you say. And it's exactly like what Mike said, I think sometimes you have to be direct. And it just happened to me um, a few weeks ago that I was having a conversation and, and someone was disagreeing with something that I was trying to get across. And they just kept on talking and talking and uh and I had a lot of people on the call that I needed to get the information clarified. So one of the things that I tend to do is if someone is talking over you and you and they and they just don't stop, right? And you're trying to get a, a word in edgewise, sometimes just saying their name, um, their first name a few times in a row will get a little bit of a break where then you can kind of insert yourself a little bit. So in this case, you know, just you know, softly, but you know, directly saying Antonio, Antonio, a couple of times will usually interrupt them enough that then you can get your foot in the door.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think being direct is important there, right? There's, there's a big difference between like, you can be direct without being rude to the person. Correct. uh, and, And that's important to do so that when you are direct, you're saying it with authority, right? You're saying it as hang on, this is, you know, without saying the words, you're essentially iterating, this is my meeting, this is my presentation. I need to get through this. Please let me keep going um, yeah. without being rude to the person, right? It's it's important to still take the high road, but be direct. And if you have to cut them off, cut them off, right? Because the person, it, you have to remember it's your session. You own it, you're giving it. And you need to, like Mike said, and, and I think you said, Sarah, take back control. Um, otherwise you'll you'll lose the rest of the session.
2: Yeah, and, and you are, remember that you are in charge of the session, yeah. this is your session, you own it, yeah. and attendees are there to listen to you, to what you have to say, and to your expert opinion. Now, uh, probably happened to all of us, we make mistakes, uh, we, uh, mm-hmm. technology changes on a weekly basis, maybe we have not caught up to whatever you presented, and yeah. you might get corrected, and I'll take that in a, in a positive way but if i get interrupted and corrected and it's strong i will typically i am firm with that maybe i come across a little bit meaner mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you have to know your stuff and then i make sure that you you the the attendees are not doubting you anymore because once you lose control and you can kind of start doubting yourself that's not a good way to kind of finish your session
0: yeah and it's kind of an aside, but what you just said, Mike, made me remember something that I remember in a previous job that I had, I had to do a lot of uh, presenting technical issues to the CIO and to very senior leaders in the organization. And it was usually like a break fix situation. So it wasn't like, oh, happy day. Here's a great thing that we did. It's something broke and it caused this big mess and and here's what we did about it and it's one thing that i always learned and i remember practicing it over and over and over again in the mirror of just saying you know what that's a great question i don't know the answer but we'll look into it and i'll get back to you and i said it to myself so many times to practice it because i didn't want to go in and i saw people sometimes who if they didn't know the answer to a question they would try and guesstimate the answer or they try and lean into it but sometimes you can get out ahead of your skis um and it's I think it's almost always okay as long as you do follow up and say, you know what I'm not sure and and being honest is good. I'm not sure, but I will look into that and get back to you. um the thing is that then you have to look into it and get back to them. That's um, but I think it's really important and even as consultants do you, I'm assuming you could ask questions that you don't know the answer to.
1: yes, all the time yeah and you're right. like what you just suggested that's That's the best thing you can do with that situation and say, you know what, I don't know that right now. I will look into it and get back to you. And then, of course, follow up and get back to them. Uh, But people usually appreciate that honesty, right, as opposed to trying to skate and worm an answer out of something, right? You don't want to do that because you can easily get lost in that trap.
0: Mike and I both wrinkled up our nose at that, because here's the thing, if you're worming your way around to try and guesstimate the answer, how do they know that the next time when you know the answer, that they're going to be able to trust in that? That's right.
2: And and that shows confidence. You, I, I In my opinion, you get more confidence credits from the the audience or the meeting attendees that if you say, I don't know, but I'll get back to you. Yeah. It, you're not going to say i typically you don't say i don't know for every question you get but if you have some questions and you say you don't know that's really very legit and then um there's nothing wrong with that as long as you follow up and typically in sessions uh i will take uh the contact information or i will share my contact information for them to contact me and i'll follow up right away
1: yeah yeah that or or you might blog about the answer too I, i remember um a few years ago, I would, if I get asked a question I couldn't answer, I'd like, okay, I'll, I'll take that away, I'll, I'll find an answer, um, and I'll blog about it, so check my blog in a, in a few days, and then I'll, I'll go write that up, and, you know, I'll, I'll word the blog as I gave this session, uh, a, a person asked this great question, um, here's the answer to it, something like that.
0: Not mentioned that that gives you a great blog topic, um, and yeah. <laughs> we For those of us that blog, we're always in search of of a great blog topic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I I think we've given a lot of tips around speaking, managing meetings, being in a meeting where you see a train wreck kind of happening or someone who's just having a struggle that you don't have to be the owner of the meeting to be an ally and to be someone who helps someone else to be heard. And hey, you'll feel great about it when when you're when you help that person out so any final thoughts be confident yeah
1: yeah and if it's your meeting um be aware of what's going on and take ownership of it and make sure everyone in your meeting who wants to say something gets heard right be, be if you're the owner of the meeting help those people out if they're getting interrupted.
0: Mm-hmm. i would agree don't be passive if it's your meeting yeah. um Great, I love this topic. Thank you, and thank you everyone for listening in. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you, bye-bye.